What is up, everybody? We are back. Please say hello to my co-host, Kara. So, 90 Day Fiance, The Other Way, Season 4, Episode 12. This is Part 2 of the podcast. This is the George Mossy Show. We are talking 90 Day Fiance, all things 90 Day Fiance. And what I want to talk about Gabe and Isabel, because we got them on this episode. Gabe is back in Florida for two weeks. And first of all, I want to applaud him because he has been there for two weeks in the process of his paperwork of changing his birth certificate from female to male. It's already in process. And he said it's only going to take about a month. Which is amazing. That means that he landed and he was about his business and he got it together because I know changing documents and doing anything that has to do with the government takes a long process. So he was very dedicated to that. So I just want to say I love your organization skills. I know I was criticizing you earlier in the season. So I love that you have your organized um, paperwork and everything together. So I want to talk about the fact that Gabe didn't tell his mom or his sister, Monica, that he was, first of all, engaged. Second of all, set a date to get married. Third of all, he hadn't even invited them to the ceremony. So I'm really interested in knowing what the deal is with that because he went through so much trouble getting Isabel's family on board and accepting and being a part of the process. So the idea, like even he asked um, Isabel's kids, Isabel's dad, like he wanted everyone to be a part of this process. And his mom and sister Monica are super, super supportive of him, right? Yeah. So the idea that he left him out of it was interesting to me. And he was like, oh, well, my sister, you know, she's really aggressive and she has her strong opinions and that. And I was like, none of that is equaling why you didn't tell them, right? Like, because that's how my me and my sister are. My sister yeah. and I don't get along. Everything I'm doing, she can find 20 things wrong. That, I, <laughs> what, that Whatever she's doing, she can find, I can do the same for her. But I would still tell her. So what's yeah. going on here? Yeah, something's fishy there. But first of all, I want to say, when they showed Gabe's mom and Gabe's sister, I couldn't tell who was the younger one. Gabe's I know, right? Amazing. But they've always been very supportive. Why would you keep this a secret? That just doesn't, something's not sitting right there. There's no reason to hide it there's more to the story, right? Because the way that they were supportive when he was getting ready to leave and his sister was like, I just want you to be happy and I don't want to lose you, but I know your happiness is important. So yeah. the fact that he got there and then he had been there for two weeks yeah. and had and told them, like, I feel like there's something going on and I don't know what that situation is because I feel like they should have known when he was planning it Monica should have been a part of planning the process of how to propose because that's how close they are. She I said agree. that they're best friends. Yeah. So she was like, how do you explain the fact that you went and did all this stuff and didn't tell me? It makes me feel like you don't want me to be a part of your life. And yeah. I just want to know what's the backstory with that. I would be hurt too as, as a human. If it was my, my sibling or my best friend, if you were here for two weeks and going to be gone in a different country, creating your own family, God knows when I'm going to see you again but you couldn't share this moment with me, something's fishy. There's, yeah, there's something going on. So let's talk about this prenup. So Gabe's sister, Monica, knows that he owns a business mm -hmm. and she knows that Isabel works for Gabe in this business and she doesn't work outside of it. So yeah. she wants to make sure that Gabe is taken care of financially. And mm -hmm. to do that, she wants to make sure that a prenup is signed. So if it doesn't work out, she doesn't get half of his business. So yeah. how do you feel about that? Do you feel like that she's just being a, a overprotective sister and looking out for him? Or do you feel like she feels like the relationship isn't going to work? Because she kept saying like, oh, well, the girls you've dated before, the relationships you had before, they make me worry. So do you think that she's just worried? Or do you think that she has something against Isabel? Because we know they haven't met. Both. I think both. So because she hasn't met her, I think she's suspicious. But 
I also think that she she has a bad feeling because of Gabe's past and the women that he's dated that he has some kind of like, you know, cookie cutter kind of girlfriend. They're all going to be the same way. And, you know, Gabe's in love with Isabel and and her children. So Gabe is planning a life and the sister is not really aware of what's actually going on over there. So I think she's being a little bit more overprotective than she needs to be. Gabe needs to follow his heart on this one. Yeah, and I think that Gabe's lack of information to Monica might be the reason why she's reacting this way. If yep. she knew how serious things were, yes. I think that would have changed the way that she approached I, it. I agree completely. All right, yep. so I want to talk about Osama. So remember all season, I've been like, what's this end game with Osama? I'm trying to understand what Osama wants from Debbie because yep. she's moving to Morocco. He doesn't want to come to America. Well, guess what? He does want to come to America. And that's exactly what we all assumed all along. So we found out. And the fact that his family was super um, nice and accepting of Debbie, they were all in on this. Because when Osama's dad received a gift from Debbie, he said, I am ecstatic about this gift. And I'm even more excited that Osama will be migrating to the United States with you. And Debbie said, I'm sorry, excuse me, what? That's not what's going on. I've moved here permanently. I have gotten my whole life and brought it over to Morocco. That's not the situation. And Osama's sister also was like, so what's going on? I thought we had a plan. I thought you always wanted to go to America. And apparently everyone knew what was going on except Debbie. In fact, Debbie was lured to Morocco thinking that things were going to go one way and she was moving there when in actuality, the plan was the complete opposite. So now we finally know what's going on. And now I'm very, very worried about Debbie. I'm very worried now. Me too. I love Debbie. Oh my God. I love that woman. She is so darling. And just to watch the way he's talking to her, I'm just, I'm so angry. I am so angry. And when she said, I can hear my kids saying this and I can hear my kids saying that, You know, this is more, this is hurtful to Debbie on more than just the level of feeling betrayed by him wanting to come to America and her not knowing. But she did. She packed up her life. Fortunately, she was smart enough to keep her place here. You know, her kids are taken care of for her. But man, that was a blindside for her. I mean, to call her mentally ill for asking questions, to wanting to know you know what the plan is. I'm a planner, right? So I don't off. I I know. I was just shocked at the way that he spoke to her. And it's like he had put on a really good uh ruse, you know, because when she first arrived, he did kind of show his true colors a little bit. Yeah. But then he did a lot of damage control afterward. And it almost made it seem like okay, he had a bad day. Things are going well. He might actually love her. There might be, you know, a relationship here. And then he really yeah. showed who he was. And I was like, Debbie knew what she was doing by like, get some information from him. Like, I need to know what the plan is because you're in another country. You're in Morocco all alone. You have no one to talk to. You have your kids are nowhere near you and you have no one to confide in. What's the plan? Because she knows Kim said is not for her. That house had some really steep stairs with absolutely no railings there. The shower was a hole in the wall. So I'm just worried because now we need to get Debbie and bring her back to safety at this point because we know that there is nothing positive or good in Morocco for her. Like that she was lured over there under false pretenses. At this point, it could be considered like kidnapping. You know, like she was brought there under pretenses that were completely false. 
And I just want to make sure that she is safe and she has a way to get back home if she needs to, because yeah. I don't want her to be anywhere where she is not being respected. And the way that he was speaking to her was so rude, so disrespectful. And it shows that he has no actual feelings for her. He is using her for the reasons of getting to America and getting a green card. And it's unacceptable. It's so unacceptable that he would do something like that to her. Couldn't agree more. He's just so out of line and he is using her for everything he can. Run, Debbie, run. Yes. Next plane, smoking. Get yep. home now. We need you back. So I want to talk about Chris and Jamie. So we got some scenes with Chris and Jamie. And first of all, Chris has been in Alabama for five months. Now we know when she left, I she's yes. When she left, she was talking two weeks. Okay. Two weeks. So four and a half months after that, she is still in Alabama. And as of that time that she was filming, it didn't really look like there was any plans to get back to Bogota. And her mom feels like Jamie is treating Chris like a sugar mama. And that was her mom's fear. She's like, well, I don't think this is good because you're the only one working. And I was like, well, Jamie was kind of working, you know, mom. She was working before um, Chris got there. Jamie had her own place. Jamie had her own job. Jamie had her own life. They were building a life together. And then Chris left, leaving that life that they were building together up in limbo. And I was like, I just don't know what the situation is because Jamie is kind of waiting around because she's like, this is our home together. This is where our lives. She doesn't know what to do. She, her friends, everyone is um, telling her, Alex is like, you need to throw in the towel. You need to move on. And she's like, but I want to hear her out. I want to give her the opportunity, you know, to explain to me what's going on because they're barely speaking. She's not taking Jamie's calls. And Jamie is kind of like, I feel like I married a person who doesn't exist. Yeah. She's like, I'm in a relationship. I'm married, but they don't exist. And it seems like for Chris, it's all about money. Because yeah. there was a story where Chris said that she sent Jamie $1,000. And Jamie said it wasn't enough to pay for um, rent and bills and a gym membership. And she said that Jamie threatened to sell her dad's locket necklace with his ashes in it. And a lot of people online were like, that doesn't sound right. I you know, of all the things that you could sell, like, I'm sure Chris has some like expensive purse or shoes or something that she left there. Like if it was ever a, a matter of we could be evicted or we could lose everything, that wouldn't be the go-to item for Jamie to sell. And I kind of agree, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Chris's mom saying that Jamie is just a user and looking for a sugar mama and all that, that is absurd. And I hope she's eating those words when she's watching this episode, watching this entire season, seeing all the empty promises that Chris has let up for Jamie. We're going to do a business. I have all this money. I sold my home. I'm never leaving again. My motorcycle, my bank, my narcolepsy medicine, it's all lies, 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 lies. And Jamie loves her so much. But then Chris says, Jamie needs to put in effort. Okay, you're the one that's not answering the phone calls. Jamie is putting in all the effort. Jamie's the only one putting in the effort. So that's BS. I was so angry over that. Jamie is putting in the effort. Answer the damn phone, Chris. So... I think it's a lot about money and that's how I get it. It's like, well, Jamie's not giving money to the situation. So she's not trying. And there is a million things that you can put into a relationship that are not monetary. Yep. There's time, there's love, there's yep. dedication, there's yep. patience, there's kindness. Like there's a million things that you can do outside of money. And I, don't all get me wrong. He has contributed. Chris has not. So Jamie's contributed all the important stuff. 
Chris has booked a ticket to Bogota. We found out in the last scene with them. And Jamie is ready to have a serious conversation. But she said this is a life or death situation for their relationship. She said this conversation that they have is going to determine if they're going to move forward as a married couple or are they going to walk away from each other? Because she said she can't deal with any more of being alone. She yeah. got married to be in a relationship with a woman that she loved. And she said she feels like after getting married, her, her spouse is non-existent. They don't exist. She's in a, a virtual relationship and all yeah. of her friends and everyone is telling her, oh, you should just move on. You should call in and call it quits, throw in the towel. And she just said, I just want to give it a try because this wasn't just a sham for Jamie, right? Like this wasn't a sham. If this was a scam, she would say, you know what? Well, she's not sending me money and she's not coming back. I'll move on to the next person. Yeah. That's not what this was for her. She wants to have a conversation and see if they can fix what they had. And I feel like that's what's important because everyone's like, well, oh, maybe Chris needs help or maybe... But I feel like if it was a scam, Jamie would just say, you know what, I'll move on to the next person. This isn't working out because that's what a scam would us artists would do. They wouldn't spend any extra time with anybody that isn't doing anything for them, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And when Jamie talks about Chris to anybody, doesn't matter who it is, she tears up. There's emotion behind it. There's love behind it. When Chris talks about Jamie, there's nothing. It's a blank face, blank emotions, blank everything. It's just blank. There's nothing there for Chris. And I did notice that Jamie never says anything bad about Chris. Yep. And I, I've noticed that when people really love each other, you can describe what someone is doing. And even if it's hurtful yep. to you, you don't use hurtful words. Yep. She always describes what's going on, even to Alex. Like, oh, well, she doesn't call me. She doesn't answer my calls. She doesn't say it like in a disrespectful, mean, hurtful way. She's not trying to defame her. She's you just saying what the situation is. You absolutely hit the nail on the head with that. That is so accurate. And she hasn't. She has never said anything derogatory. And Chris has many times. So, right. I mean, the proof's in the pudding there. So two more episodes before this crazy finale. I'm really excited. And I'm really hoping, because they're the only couple that got married this season. Yeah. I want to see them stay together. So fingers crossed. I want I them to figure this out. Oh, no, you don't. I don't. I need to run. All right, guys, I'm George Mossy. Make sure you follow me on all social media platforms at George Mossy, georgemossy.com, and anywhere you get your podcast. And make sure you're following my co-host, Cara, too. Her links are right here at the bottom. We'll talk to all of you guys really soon. Bye.